more about co-housing with Lynn Morstead and Kelly Soika. Co-housing Houston is a multi-generational, community-minded group of people who share the values of connection and sustainability. We're developing the first co-housing project in Texas, and we're really glad you found us today. I mean, literally not much, right? Let's do a quick update of our okay, project. But literally almost everything is about to be spectacular in 24 hours from now. Almost everything, but not much up to this point. Yeah, so what's going to happen tomorrow morning? Well, I don't, do we know for sure? Is it happening? I'm, I, you know what? If I was a betting person, <laughs> I would actually put money on tomorrow. Would you? Okay. I'm, I'm going to put some money on it. So the little flags are all out. The dirt that we have is all completely flat and has been added to and amended and things have been buried underneath it. And we are waiting anxiously for the first concrete pour for co-housing Houston. Yeah. And they think it's going to happen tomorrow and the weather is cooperating. We have not had rain. And we're, we're in the 90s this week and we're going up to 100 tomorrow. Perfect. So dry. Will okay. it cure extra fast, I wonder? Like- I Well, that's not a good thing if you know about ceramics. You okay. Know, yeah, it needs to cure at just the right speed. So anyway, so we're very excited about that. Yeah. And um, we thought we'd you know, record another kind of regular podcast before we do our squealy, exciting uh, moments of delight podcast (laughs) about concrete pouring and much more. Um, So, you know, the last time we talked uh, in a podcast, you made this really interesting comparison between the being in the mud and on the dirt and in the air. Oh, yeah, the the, the way that they talk about yeah, construction projects. And development. That first is, and yeah. we did not have that scripted out. And all of a sudden, you had this light bulb go on that said, hey, Lynn, that is, like, similar to what's happening in our community. And you thought maybe we could talk about that. Today. Yeah, yeah. So I like it because I feel like in co-housing, you're, you start as a social group, right? Like you're mm-hmm. just this group of people who are interested in co-housing. And then you kind of end as a social group too. You're a group of people who live together and go do stuff together. But in between, you have this like weird thing where you're like, well, what are we? And so we always call it a forming co-housing group. Yeah. But it feels to me like it falls into those same types of development. Yeah. It almost runs parallel to that. Yeah. So we thought maybe today we'd talk about what those three stages are as a, you know, from a development perspective and then also from a developing community perspective. Yeah. What does it mean to be in the mud or on the dirt or up in the air? Yeah. 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 Okay. So, I mean, in the mud, of course, there's certain aspects that run in parallel to the these guys showing up with equipment and digging up yeah. the earth. Um, we had to actually own the land first, yes. right? Okay, yeah. That's a big one. Yep. And in parallel to owning the land, we set up an LLC. Yes. And we've had some recent interesting conversations that we haven't recorded for <laughs> this purposes, but we've been digging into a little bit more on LLCs and why do people do this? And yeah. My takeaway from that, maybe you can add on to this, is it's basically to limit our personal liability. When we come together and start taking action, we then become vulnerable to potential lawsuits for whatever reason. And so we want to limit our personal liability and our investment in this effort here. I think it also kind of sets you up nicely as a co-housing group because, you know, you could just, you hear these like origin stories of co-housing where like everybody just kind of like, it was all cool and all got worked out. But... But I mean, we're talking a lot of money. It is a lot of money to purchase a new home 
literally anywhere in America today. But in co-housing, you know, I don't want to just throw in a lot of money uh, based on a handshake and, and a wink and no. somebody's like, it's all good. Yeah. I really appreciated having this kind of very clear structure. Mm-hmm. It's all laid out. It's all right there. It's different than it will be when we're all living together mm-hmm. in co-housing. But I liked that it set everything up very clearly for us and made it so that our expectations, we were all on the mm-hmm. same page. Well, understand how it's going to work. Um, so I think that that's an important part of a developing co-housing yeah. community is to have you know that in place so that not only are you, you've got some security, but also just you literally know how it's going to go and what is happening. Well, I'm, you know, I'm just thinking when you talk about that protection, another model could be, and I know some communities go down this path, mm-hmm. is that one person makes the whole big investment. Yeah. And one of the things I really like about our project is that we're all sharing. Yeah. And it, you feel like you're, you're pulling together. Mm. Um, certainly everybody's got skin in the game in a similar way. So when you're making decisions, you know that everybody cares about that decision as much as you do. And I you think know, that's worth a lot. Yeah. And another interesting dimension of that is that the way that our LLC is structured is that each household has uh, is an owner. So there's equal ownership share. So I'm coming in with five people. Mm-hmm. And so you would think that, okay, five people, I'm, I'm personally really involved in this. You know, mm-hmm. I might have a bigger say in things, but actually each person, an individual coming in by themselves has the exact same exactly. amount of influence and the same share mm-hmm. as my family does. I feel like it, it levels the playing field a lot, which is really nice. Right, right, right. No, I think that's really important. So we had to, to own the land, have the LLC in place. We also, and I think this is one of been one of our critical success factors, is that we hired professionals. Yeah. And we hired them early on. Yep. We got contracts with them. We have service level agreements that we've all consented on, and people understand what those are. And I'm very grateful for that because we had to go back and look at them. Like, yeah. Did we agree to this? And these projects take years. They take, they take years. years. Yeah. You're not going to remember no. in two years no. what you agreed yeah. to two years ago. So right. having all this in place is really Well, and important. they need to survive individuals' involvement. Mm-hmm. So people's lives move on yeah. in a project that's five to seven years long, and you've got to have it secured and organized by some instrument that survives the test of time. Um, the other thing that was for me like a super exciting milestone, it was kind of one of those, yes, let's open champagne, mm. is when we got to 75% of the households that we had committed. designed for that they were yes. committed. I mean, that is huge. It is huge. It is huge. Uh, it's huge. And, you know, I want to talk a little bit about like who do you need in that 75% because mm-hmm. I think people get a lot of, uh, they just kind of get really angsty about that. Um, and I think that we've learned that there are different people at different stages. You know, you need some people early on. That 75% doesn't all have to be the same. <laughs> like no, you need the no. very first people yeah. to have time, capacity. You need some people who are really, you know, excited about organizing files. Lynn, you're our... <laughs> you're welcome. <I laughs> Thank you. It. I mean, we'd be sunk without that though. You know, it just, we would be sunk. So to have the right kind of people early on who are able to carry you through mm-hmm. the duration, but then as you approach 75, you, you really don't need those same skills. You need to start to move into kind of more yeah. traditional co-housing skills. And mm-hmm. so I think that that's an interesting thing to think about as you look out at membership and at recruiting. Yeah. No, and that gives me a lot of comfort, actually, when I look around the room and I see that, oh, some people aren't able to, either time-wise or career-wise or life-stage-wise right now to contribute in the same way. 
I am comforted by the fact that I know that once we move in, they won't need my file organizing uh, <laughs> abilities anymore or my PowerPoint skills or yeah. whatever it is. And I can kind of slink off and do a bunch of trips and yeah. then come back and somebody will have taken care of the landscaping. So yeah. I think it's all going to work out really well. I think the last thing that we wanted to highlight, you know, which relates to this, who the people coming together about being in the mud is that you really need to have a business organization. So, yeah. which is kind of ironic because a lot of people who start dreaming and fantasizing and visioning about co-housing are not necessarily coming to that with the same skill set <laughs> and the same background is people who need to drive this project. Yeah. You almost need like, these, like these, both. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah. need both, but yeah. you know, it's really, it's a tall order. It's hard to find. And I know when a lot of people talk to us about diversity, I'm like, oh my God, you guys ought to come and see who's here and what the conversations are like and what people's backgrounds are. Because we have dreamers and, you know, yeah. all kinds of people coming together. And yeah. Engineers and IT people and artists and <laughs> it's a real collection. Yeah. So, so that's in the mud. That's in the mud. And once that... Mud is complete. Once you've got those things in the mud, now you are ready to work on the ground, to lay the groundwork, mm -hmm. literally, you know, for the way that your community is going to take shape. You know, it's yeah. like when you pour the foundation now, you can see the, the footprint. Yeah. yeah, the footprint of the common house. So right now we're putting out footprints of different elements of our community. So we have a very, very, very uh, kind of, new young co-housing um, or co common house uh, team that's kind of just taking its very first steps towards organizing. It'll get fully built out later, but the important thing is we're, we're mm -hmm. you know, setting out the foundation for it right now. I think they're a bit scared about what the size is. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. How, how am I going to think about now, it? Wait a minute. This common house is bigger than I thought. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah. another really great one is uh, we have a design modification team mm -hmm. that is coming to Together to look at like how are people going to be able to make changes to their homes in the future or um, we have a conflict resolution uh, person who is interested in working up that policy and figuring out how we're going yeah. to work together in that way yeah. I think yeah. to me that's the that's the kind of community work and so instead of you know really focusing on HOA or HOA which will be in the future and LLC which is in our past this is really the community agreement yeah. time yeah how do we agree to yeah. live together and also we keep hearing from people who've lived in co-housing before that, you know, you're going to spend a lot of time on these agreements and then five years from now, you're not going to remember them because it will have normalized. You will all have gotten yeah. to know each other. You will have figured out how to live. And the reason why that will happen is because you've built strong relationships. Yeah. So the other dimension that I really like that's going on, especially for those people who live in Houston and can commute around to connect with each other is there some amazing relationship building going yeah. on, which is yes. so fun. Isn't it fun? It feels like, remember when you first lived in a dorm and people would be like, yeah. would you like to go see this French film with me? And you yeah. were like, I don't know. Do I like French films? Yeah. I don't know. But yes, I will come with yeah. you. It has that feel right now. Yeah, people definitely. are willing to like do all kinds of fun stuff yeah. and figure out where your kind of natural yeah. affinities are in the group and it's exciting and fun. Well, and it's also being, ex I think we all kind of, especially if you've lived in Houston for a long time, you get in this trodden path. Yeah. You go to this theater, you go to see these kinds of concerts, these restaurants. And now all of a sudden you've got all these people pinging around in WhatsApp message groups and what have you. <laughs> yeah. And they're going, hey, let's go to this place. I'm like, 
I have lived in Houston for 40 years and I've known about this place forever, <laughs> yeah. but I have never darkened the door and yes. I'm going to go to the Continental Club on Thursday. Yay! Okay, good. And I'm glad you're coming. <laughs> yeah, I'm just excited because it's like pulling me outside of my... Yeah little little hovel yeah I mean, it sounds like i live in a like a terrible life here but it's great but <laughs> no it but it's your sane. usual you yeah, know yeah usual. the usual so. and the usual is comforting and great but it's really fun to be yeah. in a phase where I'm you've right. got new you're developing new usuals yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's exhilarating to be mm-hmm. exposed so that's what's going on on the dirt so you can see why if this concrete really gets poured yeah we're gonna be we're gonna be like super excited because that all of this (laughs) also our site tours will be a lot more fun if we can go out and like look yeah (sighs) we won't have to worry about mud on our boots yes yes so no i think we still have to worry about that for a while well hard hats for sure (laughs) yeah so anyway you you know we've been in the mud yeah then we're on the dirt yeah and then the next phase is in the air and that's what they refer to when they start putting up vertical, mm-hmm. right? All of the yeah. wood the and the framing yeah. and the yeah. everything else. Yeah, and they top it out with a tree. Yeah, top out event, which we <laughs> hope we will have. Yeah. So this is when we're starting to, you know, things are getting framed up. You know, it becomes more real. It's visible. Yeah. Whereas in the past, a massive amount of work that's been done under the ground, nobody will ever see what that looked <laughs> yeah. like. That's like in completely invisible. But now it's coming up in the air. Well, it will be this time tomorrow. Yeah. And um, so people are starting to get real. Yeah. So we have had one of the families put their house up for sale last yeah. week. They Another moved. one is under contract. Yes. Ooh. Oh, my gosh. I think yeah. that shocked the heck out of her. And she's, yeah. on, a, she's on a cruise off, trip somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Sailing. She sails. She sails. Yeah. yeah. So not even a cruise where she has no, like Wi Fi. I like. thought they called it barefoot cruises. Or like, something. Yeah, yeah, no, no, she's like, uh, yeah. So, so a lot. Of, I mean, people are getting real. And in fact, Kelly, you just walked into my house and you didn't notice something extremely real. No, I see uh, one guitar. Yes, <laughs> which used to be next to the big piano. <gasps> no way. Yes. Whoa. Yeah. So that is. I have not lived without a piano oh, in wow. over 40 years wow. and yesterday the piano left i'm getting serious well you are yeah. getting serious yes. where so, did it go heidi's house my oh, daughter's house good. Yeah. so good. it went to a good home good but still i have to tell you if i have in anyway it's it's an emotional process yeah. so i'm now bit by bit taking out large chunks of wow. things out of my house so that yeah. was that was the first one i mean this is a real thing if you're going to shrink by Fifty percent. Yeah, you got to shrink by fifty percent. So I even think about. I was. I needed to. Um, uh, we need to uh, find a new vet. Our vet is just too far away and difficult to, mm-hmm. you know, organize and blah blah blah. And so I was like, oh, I should find someone closer. And then I was like, well, I'm just gonna find someone near a new place. And I'm starting to shift our lives in that direction Good, because that's, that's where close yeah. will be. Yeah. Well, you know, that's funny you should say that because I've already been looking at the uh, workout schedule at the downtown Have you? YMCA. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what my morning class well, would be. For me. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. So and just shifting my head around it mm-hmm. because. Not everything is completely transportable. We yeah. all know that. If you've moved around a few times, yeah. you know you have to you get something new, you lose something old. So, yeah. um, so what about the processes? Because it seems to me like there's some of the processes that we've talked about, you know, during this, you know, um, in the air on, you know, getting, yeah. getting on the dirt phase that we've said, well, we'll do that later. I think the in the air, yeah, I feel like, so I feel like the in the air phase is a lot of like things that we want to have happen pretty soon. 
um, when we move in, but that we didn't have enough kind of concrete idea of what that would mm-hmm. look like. So, you know, meals, how mm-hmm. are we going to sort out meals? Compost is a big one on our yeah. property. Like how exactly are we really going to do this and what do we need and how can we get ready for that? And I even heard Steve took a training class. And that's what I heard that yes. he like took, he's certified in something yeah. in composting. So we have a very serious, yeah. we're going to have to Well, have he a was a very serious composter to begin yes, with. So yeah. I'm not sure if Steve, like what did well, they now, teach him or did he just teach if them? If he has but a anyway. badge now, it's going to be <laughs> it's unbearable. Yeah. Exactly. He, that'll be a future podcast. Yeah. So, but yeah. then I think too, you know, part of the, in the air phase is, is like finishing, putting in finishings, right? Putting in the doors, painting the walls, mm-hmm. doing that kind of stuff. And for us, that's a lot of like finding the electricity contract, mm-hmm. um, deciding, if, you know, how we, who are we going with for our, you know, internet services? Right. And um, how are we going to pay our dues? How are we going to pay our dues? Right. Yeah. How is the bank yeah. going to collect our dues? Yeah. All that kind of like yeah. nitty gritty detail stuff, which still requires some of those same same skills mm-hmm. from the beginning. But it also requires a whole bunch more people to do them because right. they're kind of very small tasks, unrelated yeah. small tasks. And I'm also thinking since I did a lot of the technology, you know, setting us up during the this kind of development company phase, my assumption is that we will have, a, you know, a transition where we will migrate away from that. That yeah. we need to lay that down. It's like retiring an old computer system. Yeah. We're going to have to lay down the old system, but we transition to a new. And what, you know, what data do we archive? Is there anything that needs to be carried forward or nothing? We just have it in a good reference. Yeah. So I know that one of our members, Phil, is already starting to look at other co-housing software products. You know, what do they use to manage meals, reservations, et cetera? So those, but you know, it's really exciting actually to be thinking because up until now I have felt like a lot of what we're working on is very project work. And at the end of the project, all this stuff is really just boxed up and put somewhere to gather dust. Whereas the stuff, it doesn't have the same kind of life Mm -hmm. as the stuff that we're looking at into the future, like our meals. I mean, that is something that I'm emotionally excited about. (laughs) Even though you might think I'm excited about our file structure, I am not the same excited. <laughs> it doesn't carry the same weight. Same excitement. You're though. not twice a week going to go visit the file structure no, and hang out no, with it. I no. will be happy to let it sail down the river. There so, you go. Anyway. So, yeah, yeah. I hope that that gives people a good sense of kind of the things that you move through at these different mm-hmm. phases once you're in the the development. Mm -hmm. Um, because I think that our group did a really, really good job of being very social at the beginning and having a lot of interesting social events, you know, there'd be speakers that were Mm -hmm. interesting and great, but I don't know that we actually gave a ton of thought to what is coming next. Um, you know, fortunately COVID hit, (laughs) so we had plenty of time to implement it and think about it as we were going. But I think if I were doing it over again, I would want to um, have a little bit of a better structure in my mind of what is to come. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, thankfully, we had a workshop. We didn't mention that a few weeks ago to really yeah. start looking at the transition. Yep. Um, and start saying, okay, I thought it was interesting in that workshop that you had picked up the HOA off the shelf and had actually dug through and said, you know, the HOA has quite a bit of information in here, our basic bones, yeah. that says these are the things you're going to have to have in place yeah. when you actually move in. So it's already good to kind of have a vision of where what this structure of this island is that we're moving to yeah. so that we have um, some things we have to do 
and there's a lot of people who like to know the things that we have to do and they just implement them. And then there's other people who want a blank sheet of paper and want to go kind of create and go. So we have a little bit of mix for everything. A little bit of everything. A little bit of everything. <laughs> it's going to be fun. Well, I think that was all we wanted to cover today. Yes. So stay tuned for the concrete pour. We will let you know. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for stopping by today. We're so glad you clicked on our episode. For more information about our project, Cohousing Houston, go to www.cohousinghouston.com and subscribe to our newsletter. For general information about cohousing, we like cohousing.org. We're active on social media, so check out what's happening on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter under Cohousing Houston.